Hello there, and welcome to Pink Milk, your Star Wars podcast for us super fans. And those of us who are forced to listen to them. Today is someday, and someday we're believing. I believe. In who? I don't know. Get ready. It's time to drink up. Drink up. Stop believing. You gotta gotta hold on to the feeling. Street lights, depot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm too gay for that. Sorry, journey. I'm sure we ruined that. Yeah, I'm not journeying down straight land. It is journey, right? I think so. I don't know. Isn't I just it? think Rachel Glee. Ashwell. Just, What's her name? Rachel Berry. Rachel. Yeah, I, Rachel you think Berry of Glee from Glee. As well. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Well, hello, Pop Pop. Well, hello, Brian. How are you? I am well. That's great. I'm going doing great too. Thank you for asking. You're one of those people. You're one of those people who has the door held open for him, and you just walk on by without saying thank you. Yeah, that's why I wait in the green room to let you set this all up. Well, hello there, everyone. This is Pink Milk. I am your host, Brian. With me, as always, is my better half and your better host, Thomas. How's it going, everybody? And Brian, how are you? I am so great. Good. Thank you for good, asking. Good, this good. is a great, great day. Mm-hmm. We are um, growing. I appreciate all you listeners. I appreciate all of you sharing. So if this is the first time you're listening to Pink Milk, welcome. welcome. Drink up. Drink up. Uh, while you're listening, maybe you could go head on over to Apple Music. Give us a five-star review. Maybe even write us some kind words. I do enjoy reading them. Crush up those likes. Then head on over to Pink Milk Podcast on YouTube, which will soon have its own URL. Make sure you smash that like button. You pound that subscribe button. Smashing, pounding. That's what we like to do here at Pink Milk. (laughs) (laughs) I believe. I believe that's what you didn't know you believed in. You did not know you believed in smashing and pounding. My silence should speak volumes. <laughs> I'm really curious what we were supposed to believe in after this episode, because I thought this whole episode was about don't believe in anyone. Hmm. Anyways. Anyways, how was your week, Thomas? How well, was your week? Oof. Actually, it was a good week. The kids were uh, mm-hmm. off the rails, but yep. uh, growing pains more than anything else, I think. I think so. I was on After Dark on Friday speaking to M and Mark about this. I am I love my children. I am very grateful to have them. I said that to myself a lot this week. And it is truly how we feel. Yeah. So it's not that it, you were lying to yourself. Maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes no, it stinks having to be a parent, though. We kid, we kid. Yeah, here they are making mishap choices left and right, knocking their teeth out of their face. So every mm-hmm. time they misbehave, I got to reach into my wallet because that tooth fairy still shows up. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I think the we things- should take a poll out there. How yeah, many how actually, parents actually feel? Because how- the punishment is more painful no, for no, the no, parent. No, no. I want to know. Go visit us on Twitter and Instagram at Serving Pink Milk. All of you listeners, those of you who 
our parents or young enough to remember what you got. How much does the did the tooth fairy or does the tooth fairy pay out? Very curious. Riveting factual information here on Pink Milk Podcast. Cha-ching! Because in this house, it's $5 a pop. Sometimes 10 Sometimes 10 if there's no fives lying around. <laughs> well, the good news, at my age, my teeth will start falling out soon, so I'll be able to put them under my pillow. <laughs> oh, yes. That's like retirement funds. Mm-hmm. And I that's don't want, I don't want no lousy $5. Is that what it teeth better be for? a zero behind the five. A couple of zeros. <laughs> Those are some prime teeth. Ooh. People pay a lot of money for a fossil. <laughs> I like to think of it as a fine bottle of wine. You know, teeth. When I was in college, I, was, I studied anthropology, and I studied human and non-human evolution, and teeth. I quite enjoyed learning about teeth. Teeth are rad. They tell a lot. They don't go anywhere. You can tell a whole host of things about teeth. Pretty interesting. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Not sure if. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whoa! Is it over? <laughs> Wait, what did we uh, talk about? Is the show over? I last yeah. thing I remember is somebody talking about teeth. You know, honestly, <laughs> I hate to say this because I feel like every time, Mister, do you want to just jump in? Do we want to go talk about the episode? Oh, is that what we're doing today? I think so. (laughs) So we're going to discuss chapter 15 of The Mandalorian. The Believer. Believer. Written and directed by Rick Famuyiwa. I hope that's how you say his name. So, um... I thought it was a great episode, personally. Wasn't a big fan. Myself. Eh. Not bad. I mean, it's... I thought it it was was really good. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this, because actually you and I haven't spoken a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been avoiding you the last two days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you haven't. <laughs> we spent all day together yesterday, honey. You that can't was you? Av- you can't avoid this. <laughs> Listeners, you can't see my face, but it is nothing but perfection He's over gorgeous. here. gorgeous. Perfection. Of course. <laughs> it's all true. It is true. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I liked it. There's a lot of really good meat here, but I just, I'm not that into it. But, you know, I was thinking back to last season, Chapter mm-hmm. 2 and Chapter 6, mm-hmm. weren't my favorites at first. They grew on me. There's, I love what, I love how this dude thinks of Star Wars. Right. I'm just not sure I love the... I don't know. I don't know. I need to sit on it. See, I thought it was great. I really, really liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. I liked uh, having the... Uh, Mayfeld? Yeah, I was going to call him the red-headed comedian. Yeah. Because that's how I know him yeah. outside of it. But uh, Yeah, I don't know who he is. Yeah. I, you know, he, he brings a certain little comedic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the episode opens right up to him. We land, you know, we, we're nowhere on the search for him. And we open up to like a scrapyard labor planet. And there he is like doing something, trying to peel metal off of a TIE fighter. And one of those security droids comes up and they're like, hey, come with me. And she's there and it's like, hey. She? She, her. Cara Dune. Cara Dune is there saying, I'm pulling you off. We need you for something. The droid's like, okay, blah, blah, blah. And we head up to the slave one and there's Boba Fett in a, pi- in a shiny new paint job. Did you like it? Was, it looked real sharp. Yeah. That was the cleanest we've ever seen, Boba. Uh-huh. It was cool. It was cool. I feel like... We discussed a little bit of this after dark, so we'll get there as we go on a little later in this episode. But I kind of like what might be going on here, juxtaposing Mando and Boba. Hmm. 
old Din and Boba action. So uh, we're here and we're like, hey, the, one of the, my favorite things. Though, so then he's like, oh, I thought you were another dude. And then he sees Din. He's like, oh, oh no, I'm scared. Oh, okay. And, you know, they're like, hey, we need you. We have to break in to they took they took our kid. Which they're calling, he's flat out calling him his child in this whole episode. And they're like, hey, we got to go get our kid. Gideon's got him and we need you because he used to be Imperial. And he's got like protocols and all that. So they need him. So he hops in. He's like, okay, whatever. I'll join you. And we get inside the Slave One. And I really liked when the wings, because the Slave One like, you know, flies weird and it's really cool. Mm-hmm. It looked like inside like a clock tower in there. It was really rad. Mm-hmm. It was neat. That part was really, really cool. So uh, uh, Mayfield's like, hey, there's this hidden base on this mining planet. You forgot one important part. What? When Mayfield goes to uh, Cara Dune, you have such a sunny disposition. Oh, that's because that part didn't happen yet. Yes, it did. No, not yet. When no. does it happen? Once we get to the mining planet and they jump on that God, tank that thing. So funny. It was well, actually. You've got. It. <laughs> oh, I wish you were in here. You got such a sunny disposition. <laughs> okay, so we go to this planet and we're like, "Hey, how are we going to get in?" And everyone's like, "I can't go there because we found out that we have to have a facial recognition. Like they have to screen your face." And uh, everyone's like, "We can't. We're all wanted because we're all bounty hunters and." ex-rebel people so the empire doesn't like us so we find out okay boom there's a couple stormtroopers den's like i can go in because i can wear a helmet and we jump on board like uh they're moving rhydonium i think is what it was called so it's a highly explosive element of some sort whatever it is they're mining and uh that's when we get our line so they jump in cara Dune beats up some stormtroopers and you know they're that little like it was funny well, it the whole fun. part, too, was like, this guy stank. His gloves are still wet. That mm-hmm. was actually kind of funny. See, that's why I liked him being in the yeah. show. And I don't remember it from last year. He was in one or two episodes last year. I don't remember that. He was that. in Chapter 6. Okay. Last year. Yeah. He wasn't as funny back then. No, he was, like, quite volatile. And yeah. was not very nice to Din. Mm-hmm. There was a level of respect for Din this go-round that he didn't have for him last time. I agree. I agree. Um, so... Honestly, we get some cool stuff. So they hop on board this like transport ship, and there's some really interesting conversation. I think that so. I want to hear your thoughts on because you were like really struck mm-hmm. by it. So it's kind of a little bonding moment. And my favorite line before I'm going to let you like go into what you liked was Mayfield's like they've got two stormtrooper helmets on. He's like, hey, I can't really see with this thing on. He takes it off, and he's like, you should really try taking this this off. It's a lot more comfortable. And I just kind of like this whole season has really just been Din challenging the idea of mm-hmm. that armor and what it means. And can I, can't I? And uh, so this is when Mayfeld starts going in about, you know, they drive through this little town and there's all the people giving them dirty looks. And they're supposed to be part of the New Republic, who are supposed to be the good guys. But Mayfeld's like, people, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. To these people, you're just another invading force. Mm-hmm. And. There's always going to be somebody on the top, and there's always going to be somebody on the bottom. So this is the stuff that you were into. Like, what 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 was it about it that you liked? Well, I mean, uh, just before he made that statement, he had made uh, Mayfell had made mention to Mando that you did that he was confused. What exactly is it? You know, it seems like his whole scenario of not showing his face not taking the the mask off seems to change there isn't oh, you yeah. know originally he it was i don't take my mask off but you mando you managed to take your mask off so 
Mayfeld says, is it that you can't take your mask off or is it that you can't show your face? And that's very, very interesting to me because uh, a lot of times with religion, sometimes people keep bending the rules, you know, yep. when it comes to religion. So I've, I sometimes, because there's been this overtone of religion yep. sometimes and politics, especially politics with all of Star Wars and uh, specifically The Mandalorian. So I just found it very interesting. Which exactly is it? Is it that you can't show your face or is it that you can't take your mask off? Yeah, because those have two I very have different things. Before. Oh, yeah. Completely different. So, yeah. Honestly, what does that say about But he was also watch? going on to say, hey, it seems to change all the time. You know, it's very interesting that some people change, you know, according to how, it, how important it is for them. So Yeah, honestly, I mean, it goes to – so I have some tattoos. I don't have a ton, but mm-hmm. – they're, for me, very religious and very spiritual, and part of the reason that I tattooed my body was very much along the lines of what you were just talking about. From mm-hmm. my perspective, and I am not a, a religious institution person, and I never really have been. Which is okay. Which is, yeah. But I, per my own personal viewpoint is I feel a lot of times people with a cross around their neck take the cross off when they want to do something that they know in their own rules isn't right. And so they take the cross off to feel better, and then they put it back on after they do their their sin. Mm-hmm. And so I decided in my 20s, as I was forming into my adulthood, of I knew what I believed in, and I was young enough that I hadn't been challenged by certain things, but I have a very strong sense of what I believe is right and wrong. And so I tattooed my body so I could never remove my beliefs if it was ever convenient. And that's what my tattoos are for me, and that's what Din thought. I think he thought that's what the armor was. And now we're questioning it because it's true. Like, can he not show his face or can he not take the helmet off? And what does that say about the watch, which we now have found out is a cult? And he didn't, not knowing any better, just assume Mandalorians can't take their helmet off. But he's been like, he's like, oh, you can take these off. And then later on in the episode, which we haven't gotten to, there is the removal of the actual helmet and because he was forced to a moment where he had to make a decision so it comes back you know how strong is that belief yeah i want to i'm curious what you have to say because mark and emma and the chat on friday night actually Mm -hmm. in after dark all Mm -hmm. like talked about it in a way in which i didn't think of before so Mm -hmm. maybe rethinking that that part now but um you know i just find it really curious what that says about the watch and now the idea of the armor and what her real intent was. She was made to look like a hero and a good guy. Is Did that you still going to be armorer? the case? Yeah, the armorer, oh, okay. mm-hmm. who I still think is a, lo- a mall loyalist, which we'll get to. I think we'll. We're, I think we will end up circling back to that towards the end of this episode because of what I think might be going on with Din now. Hmm. Um, so we'll see. Okay. Um, but yeah, like you were really interested in the idea that was playing with this gray area. Of authority, basically, mm-hmm. and what its intentions were. And we've only seen a few of the New Republic so far. You know, we knew that there was a New Republic in the sequel trilogy, but we didn't know much about it. And now we've been given two glimpses. We had the police officers who earlier this season, I think it was chapter two, basically pulled in over. And then take a personal favor out and say, okay, well, you tried helping one of our buddies, so we're not going to ticket you, even though we really should. 
Okay, it was in service to our hero in this in this moment, but is that right? And they right? saved him at the end, too, from yeah. the spiders. But is that yeah. right? And then they didn't arrest him. They let him go, even though he should have been arrested because he basically snuck on board a prison ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we now meet Cara Dune, who is now a marshal for the New Republic. She's already breaking the rules because of her personal vested interest. And now we have Mar- uh, uh, Mayfeld. Saying, look, personal choice dictates what people do. The rules mm-hmm. change for personal gain. It's just really, really interesting. I agree. I thought that that's why I think he was really key in a lot of the season. All those lines, I think they were pretty key. Yeah, I think it's key into. I really feel that this show is going to help build a bridge to the sequel trilogy. And I think there's going to be a lot of stuff in the sequel trilogy that's going to seem. That's going to feel more solid now. And what actually. sequel trilogy are you talking about? The Force Awakens and oh, okay. The Last Jedi oh, and, the, okay. and The Rise of Skywalker. Cause there I was, thought maybe sequel to this. No, there was no politics in that. Mm-hmm. And like in The Force Awakens, uh, the First Order, we don't really know where the First Order comes from. If you don't read the books, you don't really know where they come from. Even in the books, it's not super clear yet. Um, but they blow up Hosnian Prime, which has no meaning to us in the story. It was just a planet, a bunch of planets, and they blew up. So, of course, we're upset because a lot of people died. But there was no personal stakes there. They they took all of that out of the movie. So that was weird. So I'm looking forward to shows now being able to – we can familiarize ourselves with Hosnian Prime and the idea of politics. So when we get to The Force Awakens, we see them all destroyed. We can actually feel something. Um, I'm looking forward to that part for sure. Um, and then we have that great, great talk about – and then we have – uh, an amazing action sequence. The pirates, mm-hmm. which I don't even know if I feel like they were probably just local, <laughs> local residents trying to protect their land and the empire or the new Republic just probably went in and took over their minds and were like, you know, here mm-hmm. we go. The empire wants this. So we're going to take it. And very good point. Cause if, if that is the case, they were just protecting their own land. Like you said, yep. And they were protecting the land and their people, right? And their way of life and their economy. New order. The they're, they're, the first order isn't here yet. It's the empire. The, the empire imper- yeah, still the okay. imperials. Imperials. Okay. Yeah, it's so funny. I get them all confused. Well, they. I think I want to say actually in the original trilogy, mm-hmm. I could be like this is just off the top of mind. I think the only time they ever say imperials is in a New Hope when. We hear a line saying the Princess Leia was part of the Imperial Senate. I don't know if they ever called themselves Imperials any other time. It's always just the Empire. Right? I think. I think so. Um, yeah. But that action scene was really awesome. So they have these, we'll just call them pirates because that's what they call them in the show. But we have these people coming in on skiffs and jump on that thing. And they're trying to open up open, uh, open up the... The transport, we see explosions. We're like, oh my god! And there is a call on the mic, right, or on mm-hmm. the thing saying, "Hey, pirates are invading and they're blowing up this Rhydonium." You know, in a different episode, in a different sequence, that would be the good guys, right? Mm-hmm. Against, yep. You know, Mayfield and uh, Mandalorian right now. A hundred percent. Yeah, I mean that's that all in itself. It's like who is good and who is bad. It's mm-hmm. all depends on your because those villagers looked at Din and he's our hero, right? And he's still stealing from other people for his own personal thing. So I mean, I I did like I like that a lot. I like the questions that asked. I feel like 
it was less convoluted than those questions asked in the prequels because a lot of this has all been discussed in the prequels. Mm-hmm. Um, but George, for his for as obvious as his dialogue always is, he leaves a lot up to interpretation. Like a lot of those kinds of ideas are more metaphor and than straight up dialogue a lot of times, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, but I have to say, I loved watching um, uh, Din fight. His fighting style was really awesome. When the gun comes out, he's just like, all right. And he takes his little stance and he like takes them all down. It was honestly, there's some really cool fight choreography going on. I liked it a lot. Um, so we bet a bunch, we, we basically win against the pirates. Mm-hmm. We throw some thermal detonators and they blow up and then there's going to be a bunch more. And then two TIE fighters come in, which is so cool because now the empire saving our heroes. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time you're rooting for the TIE empire. fighters coming in uh-huh. and saving the day, uh-huh. which even though they're, are they saving the day? Cause like we just said, they're probably just local people from but, a certain point of yeah. view. But in this instance, yep. Right? Yep. But in this instance, they're saving our friends. So it was pretty cool. Uh, and then we get to basically their, I don't know, what is it called where you store the mining stuff? I don't know. Their headquarters. They show up to the place. Everyone's cheering. It was so weird seeing stormtroopers cheer like that because it wasn't a menacing cheer. It was straight up like, they're the heroes. Mm -hmm. In this episode, the Empire were the good guys. Well, it was at that moment that I really just saw a different point of view. Mm -hmm. From their point of view, they're all rooting for their people and they have a job to do and they're like a team and because they're just you know, you people got to see their their lunch room their break room whatever it was called it, yeah it was, their little mess hall which was cool. i liked seeing it from that point of view yeah it was neat it was neat that was stuff that i would have liked to have seen in solo there was stuff in solo because remember han served in the empire for a while before uh-huh. he got kicked out mm-hmm. there were scenes in there where there was more of him working with that stuff that i think could have been really really cool hmm. um yeah, so then we, like you were just said, we're in the cafeteria in the mess hall, basically is what it looked like. Mm-hmm. And we meet an Imperial officer, Valen Hess, I believe is his name. And Mayfield's like, oh, he was my commanding officer. I can't go in there. And we don't know if he's going to recognize him or not, but that's why I won't go in. Um, but this is where things kind of change. This is where the story really changes I was enjoying this episode a lot until about right now. And I'm bummed that I don't like it because there's also some really, really cool stuff. So we're going to go on a quick breaky break to to discuss this part of the show. Do you have any other? Well, okay, Tom's looking at me like, whoa, break. We're right in the middle of it. Uh, do you have anything to add before that? Before, before we get to this part, to the mess hall? No. No? All right. We will be right back. <laughs> Be 
It's so funny. We're talking about mess halls, and it's very military-driven. And just last week, I was talking about how much I really enjoyed these last few episodes because we got the mystic side of Star Wars with the Force and all that. And I don't know if I've ever had to look at it so strictly before. Not that I'm being forced to now, but I think I'm just really missing the Force in that part of it. So I think... And I think here soon... I am falling victim to my own wants, and it's it's spoiling what I got. So I've got to figure that. <laughs> I got to figure that out. Well, going back to the whole stormtrooper thing, though, yeah. and it was nice to see their quarters, see see it from their point of view, because largely we laugh at oh how easy it is to kill a stormtrooper. Bang, boom, they're bad shots. I've heard you say it yep. a couple of times over the years, and and you don't think of them. I. Think of them as robots. You never see them, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But to get to see the other side, not that we saw faces other than... Um, Which is What's so his f- name again? Din? No, the other guy. Mayfeld? Mayfeld, yeah. Which is so funny that you're not a big Finn stan from the sequel trilogy. I mean, they flubbed that all up. Yeah. But Finn was our moment to see a human behind the stormtroopers. True. And True. unfortunately, The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker kind of abandoned that idea. But... Um, well, Brian, as a casual fan, <laughs> I even uh, was more casual back then. So yeah. I don't think I really, you know, was putting the story together. Yeah. Doing this the last year, being with you 13, I'm starting to put the story more and more together. Yeah. Pay attention, I guess, is a little bit more. I fun. really am looking forward to watching the movies again after a year of podcasting. So, but also I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to Rebels because I think it's se- season three of Rebels. I'm not as familiar with Rebels as I am Clone Wars, but... I think it's season three, we get inside the Empire, and we see some things. That's cool. In Clone Wars with Boba Fett, we get inside the idea, inside, it was the Republic back then, but they kind of turned into the Empire, but you get to see some of that behind the scenes stuff in Clone Wars too with Boba Fett, Hmm. and, but same with with Rebels, with with Ezra, because Ezra likes to collect Stormtrooper helmets. It's one of the things he does, but he bre- they break in and he becomes a cadet because there's all these little kids. Ezra is probably 14, somewhere mm-hmm. in there, I'm guessing, 14, 15. Uh, and they're training these teenagers to be stormtroopers. And he makes some friends in there. So I'm looking forward to you seeing that because it's pretty cool, actually. And that, that that's a really cool arc in Rebels. Um, so we meet uh, Valen Hess. That dude was great i got very like he felt a lot like krennic from rogue one krennic was the ben mendelson with the white cape mm-hmm. who was a really great creepy villain this guy very much had that he didn't even have that long and you're like "Ooh, i don't like this guy so mayfield's like i can't go in there i will not go in there i will not go in there and din is like give me your give me the the hard stick yeah the stick. hard drive mm-hmm. the <laughs> give, stick. yeah give me the memory stick mm-hmm. i'll do it and he's like you can't. You have to take your helmet off. And it was like a nice level of actually respect to Din of like, I don't want you to have to do that. He's like, give me the stick. And so we go in there and this is where it just falls for me. And I've got to like, let this go. But he takes his helmet off. Remember, he's a parent now. Yes. And he will do anything yeah. for his child. So, yeah, I want to hear your viewpoint before I go into what we discussed on After Dark because you 
weren't in that conversation. So what did you get from it? And let me just actually, let me clarify this for you and the listeners real quick in case you haven't listened to After Dark. I really, really, really wanted Dan to remove his helmet for Baby Yoda. I wanted the audience to see his face again at the same time Baby Yoda saw his face and that connection. I wanted this really emotional moment, and I didn't get it. I understand I'll do anything for my kid. but you did get it. He took his helmet off for his kid. So you got half of what it is when you asked for it. Yeah, go. What is it that you're getting? Why did he take off his helmet? What did it mean for him? Because then there was some very cool stuff that I was reading and I'll tell you about. Well, I mean, he had to make a decision on his own life as well. He did go up over there to the computer system. He did allow the computer system to scan his face, but it wasn't his face. It was his helmet. So it was. they were about to be in a tremendous amount of trouble. They were outnumbered. They mm-hmm. probably, you know, may not have gotten out of there. So he had to choose his life, number one. Number two, he will now do anything for... If it said anything else, that episode, that moment right there said he'll do anything for Baby Yoda. And now since we keep saying Grogu. it's his... Grogu. Sorry. That's right. <laughs> wow, last week it was you. And, this and you. It's yeah. so important to remember name, Tom. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Can't remember Mayfield's name. Actually, I thought about that statement after, which is so funny because I can't remember any of these people's names. <laughs> Well, they're made think, up. It's I not like Jack about, and Bill and Sam and, you know. I think you have about 87 episodes. You're like, I don't remember their name. In one ear and out the other. No, you haven't said that in a while. You're, you're. I'm listening more. Yeah. So anyways, okay. I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's what they were saying. And I like that. And I like that. I like, so I can't remember. I want to say it was Emma who mentioned this on After Dark. And I was like, oh, it could have been someone in the chat too. Um. But they were like, you know, honestly, it had to happen now. Because the moment the Din has to take it off for Baby Yoda, it needs to be about Grogu. And right now it's about Din. It was about Din making the choice to lay it out there. And M equated it to putting the mask on the airplane for yourself first. So you can calm yourself down. You can get used to the idea. And you can center yourself where you need to do so you can Ooh, help take care good. of somebody else. Like, that's really oh. good. And here I was just like, why didn't they just shoot it? I understand the mechanics. He had to take it off, and I didn't want to see it. And I was like, but then I was like, okay, I'm falling victim to what I wanted, which isn't right. I'm not a writer. I'm not on Star Wars. Take the story that you're given, right? Mm-hmm. Don't don't be upset for the story you wanted. Accept the story you were given, and then either you didn't like it or you didn't. But um, as a side note, I'm really glad because I was forgetting – what the actor actually yeah. looked like anyway. I do yeah. like to put them together. Yeah, so there was some really cool stuff that I, I'll tell you here in a second. So oh, okay. So there's a lot of nervous energy. Like, you could feel the nerves coming from Din. Like, that scene was acted so well. And Valen, you see him in the background, and he's picking up on this nervous energy, right? So he mm-hmm. walks up. He's like, what's your number? And Din has no idea what he's talking about. He's not a stormtrooper. He has no idea. This is why Mayfield needed to be there, because Mayfield understood the protocols. And he's sitting there trying to make it up, and and the uh, Valen has the Imperial officer is, like, getting frustrated. He's feeling like something suspicious. And here comes Mayfield. He hops in to save the day, and, you know, and he's like, his, his num- TK, whatever, I'm TK111. We just call him Brown Eyes, <laughs> which is really <laughs> cute and funny. And then Valen was like, oh, you guys were the ones that successfully brought in. You're the only ones to bring in your your shipment today. Let me buy you a drink, basically. And so 
this scene was really, really tense. It was great. I, there's people talking about all these Quentin Tarantino references, but like I said, on After Dark, I don't... Tarantino's not for me. He's too violent, so I don't know anything about his stuff. Um, but I did read on Twitter, and I really wish people would not post things on Twitter until Monday when everyone can see it, but there was a really interesting conversation. I don't remember who... I, I wish I had taken a snapshot so I could give them a shout-out, but this person was talking about how Din was moving, and it was very awkward in the way in which he was turning his head. And he was kept looking face forward. Everything he was not using any of his peripheral vision. Everything was turning his head full stop hmm. because that's all he knows how to do because he's lived his life in, an hel- in a helmet the whole time. So he doesn't even, to me, that's interesting. Din's face is not his face. Okay. To him, I'm sure the helmet, that's what his face is. The rest is not him. And that's, he probably feels more comfortable with it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he did not look... Look, if there's one thing, Din will throw himself in anything, he's very confident, right? He did not feel confident. This scene was really well acted. And Mayfeld was being a good dude at this point and really stepping up for him, Mm -hmm. right? And he was Mm -hmm. trying to take the lead to help Din out because he could tell Din was, like, falling apart. I was here for all of that. And then the Imperial officer is just like, you know buying him drinks and he's just creepy and evil and mayfeld says kind of like you know he was saying something about how they were bettering people in a way and he's like kind of like operation cinder so you and i discuss operation cinder a mm-hmm. minute emma goes into a good job so if you're not totally familiar with it it's basically a bunch of satellites that emperor palpatine had if he were ever to die these satellites would go and destroy a bunch of places Hmm. and fine if i'm not gonna live then you're all gonna die listen after dark if you want more than that but that's basically the gist so and and mayfield was like well good for who there's like five ten thousand people that died you think they were happy about it and mayfield's getting pissed because he was a part of that he lived but he was pissed and then I love what Valen Hess says. He's like, you know, we are going to cause disorder and people want one thing. They want order. They don't care what they have to live through to get it. And so we're going to cause this disorder and the galaxy will welcome us back with open arms. It was so creepy. It was so good. (laughs) And and actually kind of true. Yeah. Very interesting statement. I mean, that statement was the entire purpose of the prequels. Hmm. Everything in the prequels led to that mentality. And Padme Amidala says it right there. So this is how Liberty dies with thunderous applause. Because Palpatine's like, we'll create the first galactic empire! And then the whole scene is cheering, and they're like, woo, 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 we just we gave up all of our rights! Yes, yeah! And it's so good. It's so good. I am so glad that the prequels get the love they should now. Like, I love that line. And this is how Liberty dies and thunderous applause. It's so great. So great. So that's basically what he says. And Mayfield's pissed and shoots him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was like, it was like a really good like, it was a, fist pump moment. They were Absolutely. like, good for you, dude. So now they've got to fight their way out, right? So it's these two dudes against a whole bunch of stormtroopers. They hop out a window and they're making the run for it. We get to the roof. Slave One comes in, picks them up, 
and we're off. And then Mayfield takes an opportunity to take like a sniper rifle and shoots the Rhydonium and blows that entire facility up, which is pretty great. It was a great shot. Yeah, it really was. It was really cool. Um, <laughs> Excuse me, I need a cup of coffee, a sip of my coffee. So we're there, and uh, Cara Dune's like, okay, well, you know, I hate the Empire. You blew it up. You can be free. Do you think that they had a conversation, both Din and Cara Dune, before about that? I or don't. did she take the liberty? Her because sunny, she's Marshall. Yeah, she took. She abused her power. Interesting. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting. That's every time we've been introduced. Every time we've been introduced to the New Republic in this series, mm-hmm. they abuse their power. They let Din go because Din hooked up one of their officers. Mm-hmm. Kara gave Din the information of where Mayfield was to protect the child. Now Kara. Let's Mayfeld go, even though he's a prisoner of the New Republic, because she realized, oh, I like you because you don't like the Empire either. So each of those three moments, it has been in service of our heroes. But in reality, they're bending the rules for their own purpose, which goes right back to what Mayfeld was saying at the beginning of this episode. How people's rules will change once personal interest gets involved. Mm -hmm. And I like that was so good. That's just so cool. And I love that the show is still very successful in being able to be approached by kids. Like, we let our kids watch it. Mm-hmm. And they don't understand everything. But I, what I love about Star Wars is it teaches those kinds of morals at a young age. And kids are just kind of grow up with it. Well, do you think the kids are really paying attention to that, though? No, but it's in there. And so right. somewhere in their head, they're working on it. And mm-hmm. when they get older and something like that's introduced... Oh my gosh, they talk about this in Star Wars, mm-hmm. um, which I love. So, okay, so now Mayfield's set free and Kara, Fennec, Boba, and Din go off. And we cut to the Empire. We get to uh, Gideon's This was ship. really cool. This was great. And there's our girl, Katie O'Brien, again, with a message. Love her. Yeah, love her. Yeah, thank you again, Katie, for coming on. It was thank great Thank you, talk. Katie. So we... And if you haven't listened to it, listen to her interview with her. She's a fantastic lady. Yeah. So, um, the comms officer pushes the button, and there's a hologram of Din. And Moffin Top Gideon kind of looks scared. He did. <laughs> and here's Din, spits out the exact same speech that Moffin Top Gideon spit out to him at the season finale of last year. Maybe it was chapter seven. I can't remember. At the end of last year. That child, you have something that I want, and that something means more to me than you'll ever know. And that something is Grogu. So Moffintop wanted it a thing, and Din wants his son. (laughs) And I thought it was so good how that same, how the exact same words can be perceived, which also goes right back to what Mayfield was saying, how... They're two sides of the same coin. You can say one, you can call one the Empire and you can call one the New Republic, but people view it the same. So you can have one speech and treat Grogu one way or have a belief in Grogu one way, and you can say the same speech believing in Grogu in a different way and have completely different connotations. So it was really, really great. And we now know, I mean, Din is his daddy. He's not, I don't think, I don't think even on the Ahsoka episode, had she been willing to take him, I don't think he would have given him, given him to her. I think he's done. 
there's that's not going to happen anymore. Um, not unless he has to. So that led us into next week's going to be our final chapter. They have a lot to wrap up. What do a lot you, has to happen, actually. Maybe not wrap up, but a lot has to happen. Yeah. What do you think? What do you want to have happen? Is there anything like that you want that you feel that you need from that next chapter? I only need one thing. I need Grogu to be returned to the Mandalorian. However, it is that happens. Mm-hmm. But I I need to see them re- reunited as a unit again. I think they will, personally. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people like to go to to Empire, mostly, and it ends on a sour note. You know, mm-hmm. Han is taken away. But this is... I can't imagine this series can end on low notes. No. You know, before... I thought that's how the season was going to end, mm-hmm. was with them taking Grogu away. They clearly did it earlier. And I just don't know how now they can end... You I mean, know, I if I had to just say what I feel is going to happen, because there's going to be no ending. Just mm-hmm. like last year, there was no ending. They'll probably get onto the Imperial ship. There'll probably be a lot of fighting back and forth. There'll be an escape mm-hmm. by probably, you know, Katie O'Brien, <laughs> our our command officer, or what? Uh, what we? What's her job? Our comms officer. Comms officer. Sorry. Sorry, Katie. And then uh, Moff and Top. <laughs> They'll probably escape. Okay. And maybe that's how they become a role together as time progresses. Yep. The, you know there's going to be that. So, And there'll be a reun- reuniting of uh, Din and uh, uh, Grogu. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be some resolve as to the rest of the char- characters. Boba Fett. What's her... What's the other girl's name? Fennec. Fennec. Fennec Shand. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be another cliffhanger. Like, mm-hmm. that's how it will end, I would imagine, just like it did Hopefully last year. Hopefully they all go off together, because remember, yeah. they had, there's no home now for Grogu and Mandalorian. So, okay, so we were talking earlier how Boba Fett has a shiny new paint job, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, we're going to circle. We talked about this a little bit on After Dark, but I find it interesting, because Boba Fett has been living a long time without the helmet on, right? And he was out there searching for the armor mm-hmm. because he needs to identify himself with the armor. Meanwhile, Din, this season, has been fighting to take the armor off. I don't trust Boba Fett. Boba Fett is not a trustworthy person. I'm not going to be surprised if they become enemies. Seriously? Mm-hmm. He's a great character. I, I really like the actor. He's doing a great job. Yeah, yeah. Tamora Morrison, I think. Yeah, is really yeah, good. He's great. Um, he makes me like Boba Fett. Yeah, I mean, it's been yeah. really cool because right now you're rooting for him. Mm-hmm. But he will not be good. They're not going to turn Boba Fett into a good guy. Boba Fett. Yeah, Boba Fett will not be a good guy. He's good right now mm-hmm. out of duty. But the minute that that child is reunited, his allegiance to Din is going to be gone. Hmm. So... I brought up on After Dark, this is something that I think might be going on that I think could be really, really cool. And wouldn't it be great if this is kind of how we end this season? Of, I'm wondering now if Din Djarin, and this goes back to the armor being, uh, which we said when we first met her last year, that I, I personally think she was a Maul loyalist. So you've seen... 
you've seen that in Chapter 7, where some of the Mandalorians, remember some of them had the helmet, the horns on their helmets, and they were following Darth Maul, who for a while, I guess he wasn't Darth Maul anymore, when Maul was running, he ran Mandalore for a while. Mm-hmm. And so he had a certain group of, of uh, Mandalorians who followed him and followed the Darksaber. They were at one time members of Death Watch, which is who picked up Mandalorian when he was a child. I'm wondering if Din Djarin actually didn't fight alongside Moff and Top Gideon during hmm. that great purge in the Trial of Tears or whatever, the Song of the Tears, Song of Tears, that he mentioned in that same speech that Din just repeated. I'm wondering if Din wasn't there. And remember, Mayfield at the beginning of this episode was like part of Operation Cinder, and that death and destruction of all of those innocent people made him leave the Imperials. Well, what if the Great Purge made Din leave Moff and Top Gideon? Hmm. And I just, and that's how, that's why Moff and Top knows him. He looked scared when he saw him. Like, what if Moff and Top actually knows Din pretty well? He's like, oh, I know what this dude is capable of, and now he's got his eyes set on me. I think that could be really cool and going into season three you know first season was who can i be not being a bounty hunter season two has been how do i become a father season three is how do i how do i wash myself of this sin of destroying a bunch of people who i identify so much it will then bring in a lot of antagonistic ideas between him and bo katan so i don't know i just had a horrible thought what? What if they kill Grogu? They can't. There's no. I way. wouldn't imagine no. Disney. But no. what if that would be that would mm. rock all you people? <laughs> I honestly, that would be horrible. It would be horrible, and I don't yeah. think I don't think Star Wars could survive. Okay, I really do. I, I, mean, I, I hope not. I feel Grogu mm-hmm. is incredibly. But remember important. last year we loved it. Ig eighty eight. Or uh, IG-11. But, IG-11. Not, but not like this. And he's also a child. I mean, he's a baby. Star Wars cannot kill. I mean, Anakin chopped up a bunch of kids and killed him, in, <laughs> killed him in Revenge of the Sith. Right. But I think Grogu is so incredibly important to the fiber of Star Wars. Now I think Grogu is getting up there in, in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Is up there with Luke Skywalker, with Yoda, with Princess Leia. I think he's a really, really short important. amount of time. Yeah. You figure 15 episodes? Yeah, 15 hours. No, not even 15 hours. They're not even an hour long. That's true. In like eight hours. Okay. We're in a very different time where, Mm -hmm. you know, when we were growing up, it took a lot of time to build that kind of thing. It doesn't take that anymore. But I don't don't think Star Wars could survive. I don't even... The show couldn't survive. There'd be a lot of backlash. I'm sorry. Without Grogu, this show wouldn't be what it was. Like, I love Din. Like, I... We've talked about that. I identify with him very much as a father. But I wouldn't. Don't know if I could identify with Din if he wasn't a father, and he was just Din walking around. I think it would get old. Hmm. I think Grogu. Grogu is the heart of this story, in my opinion. I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know. You don't really have anything that you think might happen next episode. Which is other you. than other than whole. But no, like <laughs> nothing's more specific than than being reunified. No, uh, no. No, it's because I think they're going to wrap up. Do you There'll think be some resolve between the four of them, Cara Dune, uh, Fennec, Boba, Fennec and, and Boba. 
because right now they're like this little familiar unit. And to me, I thought they were going to go off and maybe, you know, in the future, actually do some good together. Mm-hmm. But you're bringing that that's coming from a casual fan who doesn't know the background. You're yep. just automatically saying, oh, no, believe me, it's temporary. He's going to go back, which means he's going to take Finnick with him. Yep. So they will. Oh, well, be that's my again. guess. That's my that's guess. Your guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think, like I said, a couple things will happen. They'll be resolved with Grogu. Mm-hmm. There'll be some fighting on the Imperial ship. Mm-hmm. And this is just a guess, clearly. Yeah. But And then there'll be an escape because Moff Gideon is too much of an asset. And the comm command officer, mm-hmm. comm officer, mm-hmm. our, our girl Katie, she'll go off with him. And that's maybe how she'll have more of an important Let's hope so. role as time progresses. Let's hope we see why they hired a martial artist. There you go. So, do you think Bo-Katan and Ahsoka and them are going to show up? Man, I forgot all about them already. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. But that's a testament, because so. you loved them yeah. when they came on. Oh, that's they a testament great. to how yeah. great this... This season has been superb. Mm-hmm. Superb. And I'm really, like, I'm... I am. Thank you for how you felt about it, and thank mm-hmm. you to Mark and Emma, too, because I couldn't get past my own... I wanted to see that, to understand... <laughs> The actual sacrifice that he did do for Grogu in that way. So that's really awesome. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I would have thought four episodes ago that we would have seen Ahsoka Bo-Katan and everybody come in at the season finale. Mm-hmm. Maybe they still will, but... You know, but w- I'd like how to are they going to fit in? in there. Yeah, I think we're going to see both of them back next week. Uh, I do. Okay. That, I, that you've brought them up. Yeah, because they're too key. And besides, they want to get them in yeah. front of people again, especially if they're going to have these other I series. I hope we get to Camino. It's been popping up on Twitter a lot. So Camino's the cloning planet mm-hmm. with the with Lama Sue and... and oh, God, what's her name? Lama Sue and... Lama Sue. Yeah, he's the prime minister. And, oh my gosh, what's her name? Lin T something i think was her name hmm. uh something like that twitter let me know so yeah honestly it's gonna be a long week i'm really looking forward to seeing how this ends we've got the it's spear be a sad still. week because it's gonna come to an end yeah i mean last year that season finale last year was so good i guess i can wait i'm good i'm good i'm used to star wars waiting so let me wait like let's wrap it up and let me wait let me like sit on season two for another year because look how much more I've loved season one being a year away from it. I was so hyped for season two. I liked Mandalorian last year. But nine months later, I loved Mandalorian. True. Like, that's how I am with Star Wars. I need, I need time, personally. Because Star Wars isn't just like the MCU. There's a lot there. And that you need time away from it to let it sit with you as, as opposed to just being punched over the head. So, actually, real quick. Ten minutes. What do you? I told you a lot of the stuff coming out during the Disney investor meeting, right? Which, we we watched you a couple YouTube videos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is there anything in particular you're looking forward to as a casual fan? This is what you wanted just two weeks ago. It's like they were listening to Pink Milk mm-hmm. and put all these things in production just for you. Well, I, we, first of all, thank you, Disney. <laughs> I wish I was an investor. I'm sure if I look at all my mutual funds, there might be in there somewhere. <laughs> we own one eight thousandth of, of Disney. Disney. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, definitely, you know, you love Ahsoka so much, and mm-hmm. I thought she did such a great, you know, her character yeah. was so fantastic last week, uh, or the week before, yeah. so I'm looking forward to that, although there's no, we don't know when that will be, that could be years yeah. off in the distance. No idea. That's number one, and what's the other girl's name? 
Bo-Katan? Bo-Katan. Is there something for her? No. We Nobody know knows. Nothing. Power Rangers. Wow. Okay. Well, I don't know if it's Power Rangers, but I'm going to call it Power Rangers. Okay. It's so funny. We were talking on After Dark. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of shocked I feel this way. Mm-hmm. I think Ahsoka is towards the bottom of my list of what I want to watch. And this is me. Hmm. <laughs> I'm the biggest Ahsoka fan I know. Wow. I just, like... You want to see The Bad Batch, and that's the one coming Yeah, I'm really looking forward later. to Bad Batch. And I, when is that? Uh, that's the first one. We don't know. I'm going to guess it's going to be in the first quarter of next year. All right. But, I don't, that's but cool. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that I'm so excited for that, because I was the least interested in that mm-hmm. during Season 7. But... I love that we saw Emperor Palpatine becoming the Emperor. They showed that part in the trailer. I love what the show could do and what does it mean to be a soldier when you're no longer needed? And a clone. What is it what does it to mean mean to be a clone when you're no longer needed? So I think there's there's a lot of potential there. But now that I've had a few days away from it, I think I'm mostly looking forward to the Acolyte, mm-hmm. which is like that mystery mystery thriller set in the High Republic. So that's the High Republic takes place four hundred before four hundred years before the prequel trilogy. This is a movie. It's a series. A series as well. Okay. Uh, so it's kind of about the rise of the dark side. So that's really cool. And then Visions, which is like, it sounds like it's going to be a series of short animation, like Japanese, like anime oh. things. So <laughs> I think, it's just not my favorite. Yeah, genre. I think those two things are what I'm most looking forward to because they're the most different. They're just very different than other Star Wars that we've gotten. So we'll see. Bad Batch, though, that trailer is pretty rad. That's pretty rad. Anything you want to say to our listeners before we go? Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you for listening. Have a great holiday season. We'll talk to them again a few times before the holiday. Well, you know, Hanukkah is well, going enjoy on right the now. Season. Yeah, Hanukkah is <laughs> going on right now. So if, if it's that beautiful is in Arizona, you, yeah. beautiful blue skies. We were cold last week. Yep. We're less cold this week. So we have one more chapter. To donate to trans rights or human rights, this is the way fund. They are so close to $20,000. Awesome. If you have anything to give, give it. We will put another link to it in the show notes below. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Serving Pink Milk. You can follow me if you want to hear more about pop music and stuff like that at B underscore Sips Pink Milk. Visit our website at Pink Milk, uh, servingpinkmilk.com. Excuse me. You can email us from there if you want to. We would love some questions. I think any of you listeners should send Tom some trivia. Make, make it. Oh, my God. I would love it. Send Tom trivia. Casual fan trivia. Bring it on. He didn't know who Thrawn was. And yes, he has the Star Wars podcast. That's right. You. <laughs> also, to uh, a Captain something or other, thank you for the homophobic garbage you threw at us on YouTube. Really showed your true colors. You really hurt my feelings. Ooh. Anyways, with that, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Serving Pink Milk. Visit the website, servingpinkmilk.com. Please, please, please leave us written reviews because I like to read them and some uh, five star reviews there on Apple Podcasts because it really does help us get up in the chain of when people look for Star Wars podcasts on Apple. Head on over to YouTube. We're almost at 200 subscribers uh, out of nowhere. And we're. Enjoying awesome. our live streams. So awesome. Thank until you. next week. Bye. Oh my gosh, we did do it. Drink up. Drink up. Bye.